Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit, the global supply chain was thrown into chaos. Shoppers are stocking up in what some are calling pandemic hoarding 2.0. Coles and Woolworths have placed temporary limits of four packets of toilet paper per customer. The cost of chicken wings is way up and local restaurants are feeling the heat. Lumber has never been more expensive. Two by fours are more than three times their typical price. 18 months later, it's still a mess. And now we're running low on everything from computer chips to oxygen, as factory shutdowns and new restrictions in other countries lead to more shortages, which cause even more shortages. Recode's Rebecca Highwell has been following the semiconductor shortage and how it's impacting the automotive and electronics industry. She's here to tell us more. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. So, Rebecca, we've talked about the origins of the chip shortage on the show before, but why, after so many months of trying to fix it, is the shortage actually getting worse? Semiconductors at the baseline already take an incredibly long time to make, you know, it's several weeks. And when industries are planning for the future, they'll make these orders months in advance for these chips. These are tiny little computer chips that are in everything from a smart hot tub to your iPhone to a car. And factory shutdowns at the beginning of the pandemic delayed manufacturing of these chips. And it also created this dynamic months ago where automakers suddenly canceled their orders. They said, we don't want these chips. We don't think people are going to be buying cars. And all of a sudden, we had you know, people wanting more laptops, wanting more phones for all this home electronics that we've needed since the pandemic started. But now there's this dynamic where car demand is coming back, but electronics demand hasn't really gone down. And there's been no opportunity to catch up. You can't just whip up new semiconductors. All these facilities are making as many chips as they can. And it takes years and billions and billions of dollars to build more facilities to make that. So basically, now we're staring down bottlenecks and more bottlenecks and delays. And which companies are being hit hardest? A bunch of them are being hit really badly right now. General Motors has had to halt assembly lines at several plants multiple times. Apple is warning of a production shortage potentially because they can't get enough chips. That's something Tim Cook warned about earlier this year. Microsoft struggling to make enough Xbox consoles and Surface laptops. And there's this ongoing problem of people not being able to find a PS5. You know, even Tesla has had to limit the manufacturing of its home batteries. And then a new competitor for Tesla, Rivian, had to delay the release of its electric vehicle because it couldn't find enough chips to actually finish its cars. But, you know, it's even smaller companies, too. There was this sex toy shop in San Francisco that's had to stockpile components because they're so worried about the ship shortage. And I think, you know, it's a reminder that we hear about all these big companies facing delays because they can't find semiconductors. And there's this whole group of other companies that you've never heard of that make all sorts of electronics that aren't able to find ships at all. 
And we learned this week that shortages might be spreading to other critical components for electronics. What's the latest on that, Rebecca? Right. So you've probably never heard the term multi-layer ceramic capacitors before. Uh, You know, these are sometimes called the rice of consumer electronics because they're super small, but you basically need them for everything inside a phone. But there's concern now that we won't have enough of them because there have been fires, uh, COVID-19 outbreaks um, in the facilities that make these. And these are facilities that sell parts to Apple for their tech, all sorts of electronics makers. So we really need these to actually be able to uh, to sell all the electronic goods that people are going to want. And Terry Nguyen from The Goods is joining us too, because as it turns out, these shortages extend way beyond computer chips. So she's here to explain the impact. Hey, Terry. Hey, Adam. So Terry, now to you, You reported recently there are a lot of industries outside of tech and electronics that are having a tough time with shortages. What are those? Right. So it is affecting everything from apparel and shoes because a lot of American brands like Nike and Adidas have factories overseas in Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, for example, which is undergoing a shutdown, paint, furniture, lumber, um, a lot of home appliances use, you know, those semiconductor chips, uh, but also like children's toys, even coveted like fast food staples like uh, chicken wings, uh, ketchup packets, Starbucks, there's cake pops and like mocha flavoring. Those are things that have been running in short supply. And even in the UK, McDonald's uh, doesn't have enough ingredients to make its milkshakes. Okay, you've both convinced me that we're running out of everything. But Terry, does all this mean that consumers, shoppers are going to start seeing higher price tags on anything? The short answer is yes. A lot of uh, supply chain experts predict that there will be not as many sales going into uh, the holiday season or even any shopping season. Really, you know, back to school season, Black Friday, Cyber Thursday, there just won't be as many sales just because retailers are running short on products. And as a result of things like the shipping crisis, retailers themselves are seeing higher prices for um, transportation of goods, for example. So that will be reflected in the product pricing as well. Well, this makes me think of the beginning of the pandemic when it seems like shoppers weren't sure what was going to happen and didn't want to buy stuff. So some companies, especially I remember apparel companies were putting stuff on deep discount because people didn't want to buy clothes. They were at home all the time. Right. And now I think Americans and a lot of the vaccinated world is preparing for a return to normalcy. But what I think the regular consumer doesn't realize is how interconnected all these supply chains are. And, uh, you know, the rest of the world, specifically lower income countries, still struggling with COVID. And a lot of them are very crucial manufacturing hubs. And so now it's kind of the situation is on its head that there are not enough products and people just want too many things and we aren't producing enough of them or shipping them to them fast enough. So to me as a shopper, that all sounds pretty alarming because there is a lot of shopping ahead of us. Back to school is happening right now. Holiday shopping is around the corner. What should consumers look out for? Yeah. So consumers probably should be wary of ordering things online. Um, A key example is, you know, ordering electronics. People have said their laptops have, um, you know, been in that liminal state where uh, you've placed the order, but it hasn't been shipped out. And sometimes it happens for weeks or months. Uh, Same thing with furniture. Um, So a lot of supply chain experts recommend uh, if you want to certainly have something by a certain date, you should probably try to buy it in person rather than ordering it online. Another thing that I've heard is, you know, if you're preparing for the holiday season, like that's the kind of thing you should be thinking about 
right now. There's going to be shortages for the foreseeable future. So if you really can't find something in person, you should make this order that you want as soon as possible because there's no sign of this getting better anytime soon. In fact, Rebecca, we've talked about how it could actually add up and get worse. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so we have an incredibly globalized supply chain. So it really matters what's going on uh, in all the different countries that help make the parts that end up in these products. It can sort of ripple down. And we're even seeing that with shipping. Even if everything's made, if the United can't be shipped, you're just not going to get it. Um, so there's a bunch of different examples of this. Uh, you know, GM has been ending up building cars without the wireless charging features that it wants to because of the shortage of chips. There are kitchen supply stores that can't find placemats, which is a pretty simple thing that you'd want in a kitchen supply store. And then even, you know, something really serious like the COVID-19 cases skyrocketing in parts of the U.S. has really strained the supply for oxygen. And that's ending up having an effect on SpaceX, which needs oxygen for its launches. So this all sounds kind of terrible. We're running out of everything. Nobody's going to get a Christmas present. And this is going to go on for a long time. But Terry, is there anything that the industries can take away from this? Lessons that can be learned? Yeah. So a lot of retailers and a lot of companies, like entire industries, are you know reassessing this model of manufacturing that they've relied on for decades, which is called you know, just-in-time manufacturing. It's the name kind of explains it all that companies rarely stock up on excess inventory. And as Rebecca mentioned, uh, there is now a ripple effect in the system that leaves a very minimal room for error. Um, and you know, some companies, major companies like Target and Walmart and Home Depot are trying to take some ownership over uh, the logistics process. Um, they've, you know, bought some private cargo vessels. Uh, they're looking to own more of their logistics, part of their operations. But still, you can't deny how interconnected um, our supply chain systems are. And again, for consumers, the takeaway seems like it is... If you're thinking about buying a car, maybe wait till next year if you want all the features. And if you're thinking about doing some holiday shopping, get started. Rebecca, Terry, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Rico Daily. My name is Adam Clark Estes. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Robert Mouncey. If you want more shopping tips, email us at ricodaily at rico.net. <laughs>